Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I'm your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I am a teen mom turned speaker, author, and mompreneur. My mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children, level up your mindset, and achieve all you ever dreamed of and more. I will teach you how to level up your lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Join me every Tuesday for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. You will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire. Ready to level up? Let's do it. Hey, what's up? How are y'all doing? Happy Tuesday and welcome to today's Tuesday Talk. My name is Tari Kaya Allen and I am a speaker and author of a book that I have out called Mom Keys to Mental Peace. And what I do is teach millennial moms how to gain confidence in who they are as a mother and how to build healthy relationships with their children. So if you're a mom who, you know, longs to build healthy relationships with your kids, maybe you didn't have a healthy example of what that looks like, this is the place where we come and we kind of talk about different topics and situations and tools and strategies and keys that we can use to apply to our lives to build our relationships with our kids. Um, One thing with this platform of Mom Keys to Mental Peace, I will never come here and say, you have to do X, Y, Z to be a perfect mom and never mess up and never have any issues. That is not what this platform is about. We do understand that, you know, life happens, that we are human, that mistakes will happen, but we are doing all that we can to make sure that we are showing up and that we're on this journey to be a progressing mother, not a perfect mom, okay? Because there's no such thing as perfect moms. So I'm excited about today's talk. Today is February 1st, um, the first day of the love month. I will say I'm one of those people who love Valentine's Day. Um, I got engaged on Valentine's Day about two years ago, so it will always hold a special place in my heart. So I'm excited um, to celebrate love, to talk about love. And, you know, love and Valentine's Day is not only for, you know, couples or your spouses or your boo. It is definitely to show love to your children. You can show love to friends, to co-workers, to anybody who has played a part in your life or connected with you. We're just celebrating love all this month. So um, some of you may be familiar with the love languages. Maybe you know your own love language, your spouse's love language, Um, but our kids can have their own love languages as well. So I'll be touching and talking on that today. All right, so let's hop into it. Um, Most of us or most parents typically say, you know, I love you to their kids, whether, you know, you're saying it as you're leaving the house or in passing or first thing in the morning, whatever. Most parents say, I love you. Now, I will say for me um, as a kid, I felt awkward saying I love you to my parents. It just kind of gave me this cringy feeling and I'm not sure why, Um, maybe like that lack of connection or I'm not sure what it was, but I just felt uncomfortable saying it. 
And it wasn't until my adult years, maybe when I was like 20, 21, that I started to feel comfortable saying that to my parents. So again, it just depends on your exposure and your um, experience with your family. But again, typically we say, I love you. But there's another step to that. We can say, I love you all day long, but are your children experiencing and feeling the love that you say you have for them? All right. Now I know the old school way of showing love or what love meant is if you provided a house for your kids, if they had clothes to wear and food to eat. And the old school way of thinking, that's my way of showing you I love you because you're taken care of. And though those things are important, they are basic needs. <laughs> They're the like bottom line of things that we need, right? Um, to provide to our kids and that our kids need. So yes, you know, it's important to provide those things, but that's not the only way to express love to our kids. And, you know, just looking back and thinking on that statement, um, to me, that sounds like, you know, your kids are not worth that extra push or that extra effort. To me, that's sort of like, you know, the bare minimum of what you can give and provide to your kids. So Again, yes, it's important that they have somewhere to live, food to eat, and clothes to wear, but that is not the only and sole way that we can show our kids, hey, I love you. Bye. Have a good practice. So, <laughs> so um, I want you to reflect and just think back, you know, on your childhood and your experience with your parents. How was love expressed in your family? And Take a look at, you know, how you show love to your kids today or your relationship with your kids today. Does the way that your family express love mirror the way that you express love to your children today? All right. So reflect on how you felt as a kid in your household. Did you feel loved and accepted um, in your household? Did you feel their expression of love? So just a little background about me. Like I said, um, I was not comfortable saying I love you to my parents. I did say it, but I felt cringy <laughs> and uncomfortable for whatever reason. Um, so I will say in my childhood, I felt like um, I was pretty, I'm not going to say ignored, but very self-sufficient, like getting my own snacks, making my own food. Most of the time I was, you know, chilling alone. <laughs> at the house or watching TV or doing something on my own. So for most of my childhood, I would say that I felt pretty, you know, independent or alone or just not really paid attention too much <laughs> at the house. I was able to kind of, you know, do my own thing um, for what I can remember. But, you know, when it came time to express love, I do remember going to music. I lived, I'm from Washington, D.C. originally. So we would go to museums all the time. Um, we would go shopping at the mall, out to eat a lot, um, just a lot of out activities. I felt like that was my parents' way of expressing their love by giving me activities and events and things to do. And I can, you know, think back and remember once we got back from such a fun, great day, it's like when we got back to the house we separated and kind of went our own separate ways and didn't really interact anymore. So that was my experience. Um, my mom and dad definitely expressed their love by buying things. 
So like I said, we did a lot of shopping. So a lot of gifts, clothes, shoes, or outings or events and things like that. That was their way of expressing and showing love um, to me that I remember as a child. So, you know, looking back on that and reflecting, um, and when especially when it comes to love languages, I do not feel like gifts <laughs> um, and, you know, those outings were my love language. Now, were they fun? Yes. Did I enjoy receiving a gift? Yes. But again, reflecting and looking back, I didn't really feel their expression of love that way. So my love language as a kid was not receiving gifts <laughs> um, at all. I do believe, you know, now that I'm older, my love language is acts of service. So people washing, if my husband washes the dishes for me or straightens up and cleans the house, oh, that just does something to me. It speaks straight to my heart. I just love it. Or somebody goes out and runs an errand for me or if he picks up the kids and I don't have to, like things like that just get me excited. <laughs> Y'all hear me? It gets me excited. So like I said, just reflecting back, receiving gifts was not my love language. So for my parents, I didn't really get to feel or experience that expression of love. And this was possibly a way that love was expressed to them. Um, I know my mom did share that my grandmother did buy her a lot of things as a kid. Um, she bought her a lot of clothes, a lot of shoes, took her on a lot of things. So that was her experience of, you know, motherhood and parenting and expression of love. So that just automatically um, came into play for her um, when it came to our mother-daughter relationship. And I will say with my oldest son, Jameer, I noticed myself in that pattern, especially when he was younger. I remember taking him to um, the museum in Raleigh, the science museum, and feeling like, you know, my mom did this with me. This is a experience that we're going to enjoy with each other. And he did not. <laughs> my oldest son is not a museum type of person. He was nervous about all the things in there. He was clearly uncomfortable, clearly not interested. And I can remember like feeling offended, like how ungrateful that you aren't enjoying this moment that we're having together. But things like that was not his love language. And I was just going into the automatic um, pattern of what I had saw for love language being expressed. All right. So that drives me into my next point. Make sure that, you know, the love language that you are speaking to, to your child is not your love language only, but actually your kids, their love language. All right. So that's very easy to fall into. And, you know, um, there is a book out on the five love languages and that they make that point that we oftentimes express our love language to other people. So I can remember for my husband, I rearranged his closet for him because it was a mess. So outfit to me, you know, that's my way of expressing love is the acts of service. That's what I like. So yes, you know, he was grateful that I, you know, rearranged his closet and did things like that for him, but it didn't hit the way that it would have hit for me. You know, like clearly acts of service is not his love language. So be sure any, whether it's your spouse or your kids, you know, today we're talking about kids, 
Make sure it's not your love language that you're expressing to them. Make sure it's their love language so that they can receive it. All right. Um, when it comes to like our smaller babies, our toddlers, you know, that school age, younger age, um, it's kind of imperative to touch on all five of the love languages because they're small. You know, they can't really tell you what they want <laughs> um, or how they receive love. So those younger babies, it's um, a good practice to touch on each love language to them and incorporate that into their day. Now, your older kids, you can, you know, ask them and talk to them and see patterns in their behavior over time to see what their primary love language is or their secondary love language. Okay. Um, you can simply ask your kids, what do I do that makes you feel loved? Or what was something I've done for you that you felt loved by me or you received love from me? Um, try something from each love language group until and pay attention to their reaction. So when you give them gifts, how do they react um, to that? When you do physical touch, like a hug or a kiss or a high five, how do they react to that? Okay. Touch on different love languages. And I'll go into those um, a little later, each love language. But see how they react to, you know, certain categories that you show and express to them. Um, again, for those smaller babies, they cannot talk and tell us what they want and need from us. You can use role play with stuffed animals um, with smaller children and watch and see what they're doing to and pretend play to express their love um, to their little stuffed animals that they have. Okay, sorry, just had a text. Um, so you can watch it how they play. Do they hug their stuffed animals a lot? Um, are they getting gifts and giving gifts to their stuffed animals? How are they talking to their stuffed animals? Are they giving them positive words of affirmation? So just look for those little patterns that you see in their pretend play. Um, and another clue, like I said, a lot of times we express our love from our love language. So look at and pay attention to how your kids express love to you. That can be a sign of their love language. Do they come up to you and give you lots of hugs? Do they give you positive affirmations and hype you up and tell you how great you look or what a great job you did? Um, do they like to help you clean and do chores and things like that? Pay attention to how your kids are expressing love to you, and that can give you a clue on their love language as well. All right, so let's jump into these love languages, all right? I'm going to start with acts of service. So if um, your kids' love language is acts of service, they enjoy when people do nice things for them, and they love when they're involved in activities or projects. So... Um, some things that you can do to express love through acts of service is prepare their favorite meal for them, um, do a chore for them instead of, all right, so as far as this chores thing, instead of having like individualized chores, like assigning jobs to certain people, it can be more of like um, a family contribution or a group effort. Um, I know I say this to my son, my oldest son, a lot. Whenever he takes out the trash or cleans the bathroom, I'll tell him, thank you for your contribution to our home or to our family by doing those things. And this teaches them, you know, as they get older, that chores aren't just 
something you have to do now because you're a kid in this house. Like it's, it's giving to your family. It's contributing to your home. It's playing a part as a whole and making sure that our home is clean and comfortable and running smoothly. Okay. So look at those chores and things that y'all can do together. If you have the patience for it, I'm still working on it. <laughs> y'all can wash dishes together. You can clean together. I know my daughter, she loves to help with laundry. That's something that's easy. And I know as we're getting older, we're feeling pain in our backs and our knees and stuff so they can reach those low places. Use your resources, y'all, <laughs> while speaking love language and doing things together. So my daughter loves to put her clothes in the washing machine. Um, I might let her pour you know, the soap in. She helps me put them in the dryer, things like that. So doing those things together um, is a way to express that acts of service love language. Um, where am I at? And as far as making their favorite meal and things, you know, I know my son loves pancakes. I've made him pancakes in the morning before. Little things like that, you know, and tell them, hey, I know that you love pancakes. So I made these special for you this morning. Um, just so they know that it was personalized and thought as a thoughtful act. All right. Words of affirmation is the next love language that your child might have. So if your child's love language is words of affirmation, they enjoy hearing praise about specific things that they did. So some ways you can express this to them is tell them when you notice their efforts and achievements. Um, if any of you all follow me, I kind of touched on this yesterday with our mom moment about, you know, telling and expressing our good thoughts to our kids. Um, I listened to T.D. Jakes before, and he shared something that really stuck with me, um, that a lot of times we hold the good thoughts that we feel about people in our head. So I gave the example that my son helps out tremendously a lot with his baby brother while I'm trying to get things done around the house. And I can, you know, peek over and see him with his baby brother and think, he's doing a good job. He is really helping me, but not say it. So if you're a child, you know, response to words of affirmation as their love language. Speak those thoughts, speak those good things and be mindful of um, criticism and critique with them. So you want to avoid criticism and offer encouragement when mistakes are made. Um, this is something that I'm definitely working on. This is something that I'm growing from. I feel like I was definitely a critique point, point, point. You did this, you didn't do that type of parent with my oldest son, bless his heart. I'm learning and growing. Um, so I'm trying to shift from that. If he makes a mistake or is not doing something right or something that's frustrated, I'm trying to be more intentional about my approach and my words and my tone because I do believe that words of affirmation um, is one of his love languages. So just trying to be mindful of that. Um, if your child's love language is words of affirmation, you can, sticky notes can be your best friend for them. Um, you can leave sticky notes around the house with a sweet little message for them. If you pack your child's lunch or their book bag, if they don't take lunch, put a cute little sticky note in there with a loving message. Or you can put a sticky note that's personalized to them on the bathroom mirror. Everybody has to go in the bathroom at some point. So if they see that and can read that, those are those little moments that um, I think are special for them to see and read. 
This is definitely something that I want to do. I saw this idea in my research and I've thought on this idea before, but never acted on it. Having a mom child journal and you can fill this journal with words of encouragement for your child to read. I love this idea. And certain things like this are special keepsakes for them to have for long periods of time, um, especially, you know, death is inevitable. We will not be here forever. And prayerfully, prayerfully, my children are able to bury me. So if you have that journal that y'all have been going through over time, think about how special that is to have after you're gone here from this world for your child to have your handwriting, your words, y'all's conversation back and forth um, to keep and hold on to. So that's something special that I'm going to be intentional about doing. Um, and say nice things about your child to your family and friends. I know specifically for the Black culture, parents love to get on the phone and tell their kids business for whatever reason. <laughs> so when it comes to you know words of affirmation, if that's your child's love language, you want to be mindful of saying negative things and telling their business and shortcomings and mistakes to family and friends. Why not switch that? And talk about the good things that your child is doing or their accomplishments or their achievements. Brag on your babies and let them hear you bragging on them to their family members and your friends. All right. The next love language is physical touch. So this is if your child enjoys hugs, kisses and physical games like wrestling and racing. Um. So you can come up with a special family handshake. Me and my daughter have one together. It's real quick, it's real simple. We kind of do fist bump or like this and fist bump and a snap. Easy peasy. And it's so special when we do this. She loves it, she smiles, you can tell she enjoys it, she's happy. Um, so I suggest that's something that you um, try to create with your kids if their love language is physical touch. Um, Stroke your child's hair or rub their back. Now, I know as us black mamas, um, and excuse me, this is not a race thing, <laughs> but as mamas with little girls, um, we can do their hair a lot. So that's that physical touch, um, love language time when you're doing their hair, when you're washing their hair, combing their hair, greasing their scalp, braiding their hair. That's just physical touch emerged um, completely during that time. So that's kind of an advantage. If you have an older son, maybe rub their head, rub their back when you guys are just chilling, watching TV in the living room. That's something you can do to express that love. Um, doing a home massage or giving a pedicure. I know we have the um, home pedicure thing here. My daughter loves when I massage her feet and give her a pedicure. Um, I help her, you know, after bath time with putting her lotion on and her skincare. So that's that physical touch time where I'm, you know, rubbing the lotion in and she's getting to feel that touch. So you can try doing some things like that and tucking your kids in for a bed at night, giving them a big squeeze, pulling their covers up on them, giving them a kiss at night. Those are those physical touch moments that are special and mean a lot to um, your child who has physical touch as their love language. All right. The next one is quality time. So this is if your child enjoys doing activities with you, like watching a movie or playing a board game. 
This is my daughter all day. <laughs> we have lots of board games here and it, it's nothing for her to say, mommy, can we play this? Or card games or things like that. Those things are great tools to use um, for quality time. Um, listen to their stories and show interest. Have pillow talk and listen to their day. Um, I will say when it comes to this, and I want to share like questions that you can ask your kids besides just, you know, how was your day? You can ask specific things um, to get more of a response from them or a longer response than yes, no, it was okay, it wasn't okay, things like that. So I like to ask my oldest son about like his aunt. I know it's different, those, those specials. Every school has something different. So electives, specials, encore, whatever it might be, like those PE, art, gym, whatever those classes. Um, I asked him specifically about those. What happened in gym today? What happened at lunch today? What happened on the bus today? What happened at recess? You know, for my daughter, she's in preschool. What center did you play in today? What did you do outside on the playground? How was your nap time? You know, um, having those more thought-provoking questions to your kids and listening to them and being in tune um, for their day is a great way to show quality time. But spend quality time with your child. Make eye contact and stop what you're doing when your child wants to talk. This is a challenge for me and something that I'm still working on. Whenever I get going in this house and moving around, it really frustrates me to have to stop um, when my child wants to talk or say something. So this is something that I'm working on and try to be intentional about because this is one key. The more that you, whatever response you give constantly, they're going to respond to that. So if I'm constantly too busy to stop and look and listen, eventually my child will stop coming to me with stuff. And honestly, I want to build that foundation for when they get older and go into those teenage years or whatever the case may be, any situation, I want my child to feel comfortable to come to me about it. So be mindful, speaking to myself, and you all as well, you know, about how many times you ignore or the quality of attention that you're given when your child comes to you and wants to talk to you about something. Um, for quality time, you can plan a day trip or a day activity for just the two of you. And this is um, especially important for mamas with kids of multiples because it's very easy to miss quality time with your kids when there's so many kids. <laughs> that you have to, you know, keep up with. So planning that one-on-one -on -one time, planning intentional day dates or day weekends or whatever together, those are special quality time moments. And lastly, for quality time, you can read a book together, watch movies together, laugh together, and play silly games together. I love laughing with my kids. We are a silly family. We stay on joke time or with some type of insider or just being silly. And I really enjoy those good belly laugh, funny moments that we get to share together. All right. And the last love language that your kid might have is of receiving gifts. So um, this love language, you do not have to go out and buy $300 pair of shoes and designer clothes. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. It can be special and personalized gifts, all right? And thoughtful gifts that, you know, pair it with their interests or their personality. 
you can purchase tickets to an event um, that you know that your child would love. I know for Christmas time, I got my daughter tickets to Disney on Ice. That was something special and that she loved. And I will say, yes, that was a gift, but we were also able to have quality time with each other. So some of these you can kind of intertwine, you know, those love languages together, just depending on, you know, what it is that you choose to do. Um, whenever you buy those small, you know, special gifts, nothing expensive, you can make it special by buying some type of wrapping paper or putting it in a gift bag and making it like a true special gift for your child. It could be a bag of Takis. If you put them in a little gift bag or wrap it in wrapping paper, I think it's just the excitement of opening something or the surprise element of the gift that makes it special. Um, you can sign your child up for a monthly subscription to get gifts. Um, now, I'm not really aware of any, but I know um, my kids are signed up for the Dolly Parton Imagination Library Program, where they receive a book in the mail every month. My daughter loves receiving books in the mail. Loves it, loves it. Um, it's personalized. It has their name on it. It's such a special gift. It's something, it's free. The Dolly Parton Imagination Library, it's free. Your child gets one free book up for five years. Easy peasy. That love language is taken care of. They get one gift a month. It's free and it's something special. Then you can use that book. Y'all can read it together. You're doing quality time. They can sit on your lap. You're doing physical touch. See where we're going here with this. Um, and then this last thing I love, I think it's a great idea. Create a photo book of your favorite memories together. Um, maybe you can collect photos over the year and gift it to them on their birthday. Maybe this is something you can do monthly or yearly, however you want to do it. Um, I know Walgreens and Walmart has something where you can, you know, send the photos from your phone and print them off or cent a couple of cents per picture. It's, it doesn't take much. It doesn't have to be expensive. Um, just special and personalized. All right, so that's all I have for you all today. If you're interested in figuring out your child's love language, especially if they're older, if you go on www.5lovelanguages.com slash quizzes, there is a quiz on there where you can ask those specific questions and at the end, it will give you um, a total or a rating of what your love language, your child's love language most likely is. All right. So thank you all for tuning in with me today. I pray that this was helpful to you and that you can implement some of these strategies to express love to your kids in a way that they can feel it and receive it. Bye. Have a good night, y'all. Thank you.